Welcome to the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Let's jump in with some movie news. Director Patty Jenkins has seemingly confirmed that Pedro Pascal will be playing Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 1984. I don't know why she can't just come out and say it. It has to be cryptic. I mean, it's, right. it's official confirmation, basically. But she says, well, hello, Max, uh, with a picture of Maxwell Lord from a comic and tags Pedro Pascal. And he replied to that as well. Uh, this was yeah. one of the most speculated characters he's been playing. This and Glorious Godfrey were probably the two best guesses. But it is. it looks like Pedro Pascal will be Maxwell Lord. Yeah, this is cool. I I like the Maxwell Lord character. He's he's one of those characters that is like kind of um, a little bit. Lo- you can be a little bit loose with the adaptations because he's not like super super well known, and there's enough different versions of him that you can do a lot of stuff with this character. But it is kind of like generic rich bad guy man. So you can definitely do a lot of interesting stuff with this character, and there's a lot of freedom to do different things with this character. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder what way they will take the character. Because when he was initially created, he was heavily involved in the creation of the Justice League in the post-crisis world and was not a villain. He wasn't right. a really nice guy, but he later on would become more of a villain. There's a, a Wonder Woman Maxwell Lord story around the time of Infinite Crisis that is pretty popular. I don't know if they'll they'll be going there with it, but there's a lot of different things you can do with this character. Uh, wondering why, specifically for the 1984 setting, what Maxwell Lord is going to play into that. I'm sure the time period will be involved there, so... Uh, cool to see a character like Maxwell Lord on the big screen. Gotta expect that marketing is going to begin soon for this. Patty Jenkins talked before that it would be in December when marketing would start for that June release for next year. It's weird that the film is, was actually originally scheduled to come out today. Right. And, and until it was delayed. So it's just kind of a weird thing I remember today. But yeah, we'll hopefully start to get some more details on this soon. Yeah, but things are things are going to start ramping up pretty soon, like you said, with marketing. So we'll, we'll get be seeing a lot more stuff. Uh, Next up, Dwayne Johnson says that production begins for Black Adam in July of next year. Uh, So on Twitter, he was he was responding to someone who had like uh, made a statue of him as Black Adam and mentioned that uh, production is going to begin in July. That's notable because it is less than a year away. We always make jokes about how Dwayne Johnson saying, yeah, we'll film that in about a year. And that is actually less than a year away. So maybe this is uh, the time and it's very specific July of next year so. It looks like this has the best chance of moving forward. I wonder what kind of release date they'll set for this, how they will juggle that with the Shazam films and, and plan to release them and schedule them and everything. But it looks like it's it's got a, as good a chance of ever if actually filming next summer. Yeah, and Dwayne Johnson is really, it, he, it really does seem like he is very excited about this project and has wanted to do it for a long time. He mentioned in that tweet that he's been working on it for 10 years. Obviously not constantly. He's been working on a lot of other stuff, but it's something that he's been trying to get done for a long time. And so it's very cool that this is the most concrete date we have so far of actually starting to to make this thing reality. Yeah. And we've got a couple more things in terms of official confirmation for not surprising things, but Michael Giacchino will be scoring the Batman. This is a shock to very few people because he has worked with director Matt Reeves on his last three films, Let Me In, the two Planet of the Apes films. He also did the credits for Cloverfield, the credit songs on that or whatever. Uh, it's kind of a cool, funny thing. There's this event they were at together, and Matt Reeves got down on a knee and proposed to him to direct the Batman event. You can watch the video on Twitter. Just a fun little thing. But Michael Giacchino, one of the best, biggest franchise names out there in terms of scoring. So not surprising, but cool to see. Yeah, really, really cool. This was all but inevitable that uh, he would end up being completely 
composing this, but he's he's done really good music, so I'm I'm very glad. I'm glad that Matt Reeves has a good relationship with him and can bring him on board because I think he's very talented. Yeah. If I have one, I don't know if this is even a complaint because he's a really good uh, composer, and so I think he'll do a good job, but he has done a lot of franchise work. So Mission Impossible, Star Trek, Jurassic World, Star Wars. He's been involved with all those. The Incredibles, Doctor Strange, the last two Spider-Man movies. So he has done a lot before, but I'm hoping he'll bring something unique and Batman-esque to what he's doing here. Yeah, me too. Uh, And then more news about the Batman and Matt Reeves. Uh, So the director, uh, Matt Reeves, has seemingly confirmed that Jeffrey Wright is going to play Commissioner Gordon on Twitter. He tweeted a gif of Wright with a caption saying hashtag Gordon plus the bat emoji. So that, again, kind of similar to the Maxwell Lord thing. Kind of cryptic, but also not cryptic. This is pretty much confirmation, I think. So uh, this was reported before that Jeffrey Wright talks to play Commissioner Gordon, and it seems like that is all but wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, again, not surprising, but this is essential conf- essentially confirmation from the director himself. And now we see, we'll see how the rest of the Batman cast comes out. We've got a Batman, a Gordon, a Catwoman, and a Riddler. So we'll see what else gets added in the coming weeks and months. Let's move on to some TV and streaming. And HBO Max did a big presentation this week, and we got some details on it. First off, Variety had an article beforehand saying that they plan to do 8 to 10 original movies per year, some of which could be DC. I think that's interesting how they decide which goes to a series, which is an original film, which is a theatrical film. I think that's something not just for HBO Max and DC, but for everything going forward, how that will be handled. Yeah, this is the day and age that we live in now is that more and more movies are not even probably going to get theatrical releases. They'll they'll just end up being on streaming services and... uh a lot of times, too, you don't necessarily get a ton of details about those or a big marketing push because they don't have to. If you're subscribed, you can watch it, and then uh, they don't need to motivate you to leave your house and go to a theater and everything. So uh, it opens up the possibility for smaller budget films, uh, which DC has dabbled in. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see what kind of properties they would go after for some of these streaming movies. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on what would be a good fit in terms of characters or past projects that have been in some form of development or things you'd like to see where they go to streaming and don't get a mega big budget, but still a decent sized budget for a, a direct to streaming film. Yeah. I, I guess the first thing that jumped in my head is like Sandman that's been in development hell forever. There was, I, I can't remember exactly where it's left off last. I think they're talking about doing a TV show now. Is oh yeah. Right? Sandman on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to Netflix now. So I don't, yeah, last we so. heard that, but that could have been a good choice as well. Right. So yeah, that's like, with no prep that's just the first thing that jumps into my mind but like the the vertigo stuff that is now not vertigo because it's brought into dc but that's like a really good source of unique stories that probably don't have a huge appeal like a wide audience appeal but would be nice to throw a little bit of money at and make a make a kind of a a niche film that you could put on one of these streaming services that's a really good point about the vertigo stuff something like fables you could do a series of fables films that have a good size budget but it's comic book but it's kind of got a more adult skewing so might make sense on something like hbo max i also think some of the the past movies that have been in some form of development something like booster gold if you do a 50 to 75 million dollar booster gold movie maybe greg brillanty can finally get to make it for this and not get a, a theatrical release but it will be on here you know some of those other smaller films that we talked about lower budget wise something like deathstroke maybe that would be a better fit going straight to streaming i don't know um it'll be interesting to see how they handle all this but the other dc related details 
from HBO Max. Well, the service will launch in May of 2020 with a $14.99 monthly price. And they say all live action DC films of the last decade will be available on HBO Max within the first year of launch, including every Superman and Batman movie from the last 40 years. It's a really specific time because Superman the movie was 41 years ago. So I don't know why they didn't just say last 41 years, but 40 years sounds better. Um, the, it's a little confusing in the wording here, and I haven't seen confirmation on this. Does this mean they will all be on there all the time, or is it going to be kind of a coming and going? Some will leave and some will be there that I don't know, and I haven't seen confirmation on that. Yeah, it's it's a little murky. Um, I don't know. Does that count Catwoman? Because that's like Batman family of characters, but that's 2004, so that's, that's more than 10 years. So oh. I, I'm concerned... That is a, a live-action DC film within the last 40 years. So, yes, you can watch Catwoman on HBO Max. Okay, good. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, yeah, like you said, it's not 100% clear. I'm sure we'll get more details. There's still quite a, a bit of time before this actually launches in May of next year. Yeah. So, for current content, I'm more curious about what TV shows they will have. But if you have these movies, maybe that's not enticing to you. But there will be some original content on HBO Max. Yeah, so they announced a, a few different new shows that they're working on, and chiefly and mainly and most um, exciting to me is Green Lantern Show. So Greg Berlanti described it as what promises to be our biggest DC show ever made. We will be going to space with a Green Lantern television series, but I can't reveal any more about that just yet. So there's no details on characters, creatives, people working on it, episode count, anything like that. But he said Green Lantern, and he said going to space, so I'm, I'm already on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really interesting choice. Uh, I'm excited to see some Green Lantern in space. I think that's really cool. I wonder, this has to be kind of expensive to make. I think you could do a really cheap Green Lantern show, set it on Earth, and have it because it's not like constructs look expensive yeah. when they're made. But actually going to space, I wonder what characters are going to be involved, what, you know, how, how crazy they can get going from from planet to planet if they're doing that and how much what green lanterns they will use earth green lanterns how many of them which alien green lanterns because that would require a lot of cgi unless they want to go practical with it i don't know it's a really fascinating idea but it sounds like it'll be dc's biggest show ever as berlanti said yeah and obviously like i'm a huge green lantern fan and so it's easy to get and a huge like space fan so those two things really get me excited so it's easy to get a little bit blind but by that but it's also at the end of the day it is a tv series and so i'm curious how much money like what the budget's going to be compared to the green lantern core movie or movies that we probably aren't going to get now because they are making this tv show so it'll if this tv show ends up happening and the movies don't end up happening which seems most likely it'll i'll always have like the little nagging thing of like i wonder what the the movies would have been like like with a huge blockbuster budget behind it like how good they could have made it look um but you know tv shows are getting more and more crazy they're spending more money on it it's getting it's they're putting more money into it and cgi is getting cheaper to do and getting better to do cheaply so they're it's just almost like this convergence point of they can make really really good tv shows that look just as good if not good if not better than you know the movies that were five ten years ago so um yeah it's it sounds really exciting. Yeah, I think this could be really cool on streaming. I think, yeah, to do Green Lantern, you probably need a really big budget movie film, even though some streaming is, is continuing to improve, like you said. Uh, I understand maybe going with this opposed to a movie because the last movie did so poorly at the box office, and so maybe they want to, to separate from this. I wonder if Jeff John's project could become this. The film project could become this, and because he 
is very responsible for fleshing out the Green Lantern mythology and lots and lots of characters. So I'm curious how they handle that, especially which lanterns they go with. Hal, John, Guy, Simon, Kyle, Jessica, uh, which Earth ones they go with. If they're going to include all of them or focus on one and maybe introduce more later, I don't know. Uh, another TV show that they uh, talked about is Strange Adventures. And they describe that as an anthology that explores characters across the sprawling DC Comics world. The hour-long drama will explore closed-ended morality tales about the intersecting lives of mortals and superhumans. So this sounds almost like if you watch Black Mirror, the, that type of show, like every every story is its or every episode is its own story, and you're probably never with the same characters again. Um, and this is kind of similar to um, the one that they're talking about for DC Universe. I can't remember the exact name. Bizarro TV. Yeah, Bizarro TV, where it's an anthology series, and they're they're going through some of the lesser-known DC characters. But again, that, that kind of thing uh, appeals to me. This sounds interesting. Yeah, this is definitely something I'd want to get more information on, but it's an interesting idea. When HBO Max first tweeted out about Strange Adventures, they it made it sound like an Adam Strange solo show, yeah. and then they deleted that tweet and then came up with this description. So we'll see how that works. But Strange Adventures was a long long running comic title that started in 1950, and it's had multiple revivals since then. But the first series was over 200 issues, and it was really one of DC's first major science fiction, full on science fiction books, and had a variety of characters like. Captain Comic and Adam Strange was created eventually in that. So some space characters and lots of sci-fi. I don't know if they're taking that idea with this anthology stuff or if it's just going to be taking the name because it sounds cool and then doing something different with it that's yet to be revealed. Yeah, I think uh, if they win to get Sean Sipos over, he's not he's not doing a lot. That's who played Adam Strange on Krypton. So uh, I would be, I, I love the Adam Strange character. So these two announcements uh, are both really exciting to me because these are it's like especially with adam strange that's very space based very space heavy um not necessarily what strange adventures is all going to be about but just something that gets me excited is even the the possibility of more adam strange in live action yeah absolutely hopefully he is involved strange adventures is going to be produced by john stevens who worked on gotham and berlanti productions two berlanti films and one thing we didn't mention greg berlanti was involved with the green lantern movie mm-hmm. um he wrote, he was one of the writers on the original script and was going to direct it, but he was replaced as director. His script was rewritten. So I've seen some people being like, well, I don't want Greg Berlani doing Green Lantern again, but I, I'm not worried about that just because some people didn't like the, the 2011 film personally. And also I'm sure whoever they bring in as showrunner, this will, will be involved. And it's not like Berlanti can be involved with every single show heavily creatively considering he's got over 20 of them out there now. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Berlanti's got some uh, some good projects under his belt. Uh, uh, and then the other show that they talked about is DC Superhero High, which is going to be executive produced by Elizabeth Banks. Um, and this is pitched as a half-hour comedy that follows a group of students experiencing the fun and drama of adolescence at a boarding school for gifted kids. These teens are just trying to navigate the pressures of high school, but none of them realize that someday they'll become legendary DC superheroes. This sounds wacky, this sounds fun and goofy, and it sounds like a, a premise that you could do um, a lot with i know there was like a i think there's a super high or superhero high or something there's like a disney show but it's not like actual licensed characters i think they made stuff up um that is pretty similar to this premise but this is cool because it is heroes so i wonder what kinds of heroes they would bring in i'm assuming not the huge names but maybe we'll see yeah and the name is similar to 
DC superhero girls. So a lot of people yeah. assumed that might be similar. I don't know. I don't think I see anything to show that. I like Elizabeth Banks. It's cool to see her involved. A half hour comedy set in the DC world, school like a school comedy. I think that's really cool. A, a show set in high school and a comedy. That's awesome. I know Powerless didn't take off, but I've been wanting DC comedy to fill that void. I'm again with a lot of these. I want to wait and see what characters are involved and and how they handle that. It might be kind of cool if it's set in an established DC universe and then they focus on some really obscure, lesser known characters that they can have fun with and and maybe are a little more quirky. But yeah, we'll see how they handle it. But I'm glad to see a DC comedy again. Yeah, these are three really interesting, strong premises right out of the gates for uh, this new streaming service that is we're getting more and more details about. Um, but yeah, these these things are making me want to subscribe to it. And I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. And we have no idea when they will be, yeah. any of these will be released or how far along they are in development. So we don't know when that'll happen. But uh, clearly DC is going to be important for HBO Max, as one would assume. Let's go on to the CW. Apparently, a Superman and Lois series has been put into development. It does not have any a pilot commitment or series commitment or anything. It's not going to do a backdoor pilot like Green, Green Arrow and the Canaries is. But this would return Tyler Hecklin as Clark Kent Superman and Bitsy Tolick as Lois Lane. Yeah, overall, again, this is... I, I really, really like Superman, the character of Superman. And I really, really like seeing him in live action. And... Um, this is an opportunity to see that and especially in the vein of cw superman shows namely smallville um that was one of my favorite tv shows if not my favorite tv show of all time so this is pretty exciting um but again so many unknowns not a lot of details at all so it's basically just speculation at this point about what it will be like what the the structure of the the show will be like yeah it would be set to debut in the 2020 2021 tv season me personally i have been very vocal about how I think Superman should be saved for the movies and only in the movies, uh, just as a way to do maximize that as what the character is and, and not put him on a more of a smaller network. Um, so I don't think this is great news if you want to see Superman on in the movies. Um, and I, I'm very disappointed from that front, but I'm you know, hopeful this will be a good show. I, I mostly like everything I've seen from these two so far, and seeing Superman more live action Superman and Lois Lane focusing on the two of them, I think is really cool. Um, and apparently the two of us are pretty excited about it, about seeing more of Superman and Lois because we started a podcast already less than a day after the show was announced. So Superman and Lois, the new adventures podcast is what we're calling it right now. First episode is out. If you want to check that out, you can do that. We're going to do some episodes leading up to crisis and then after crisis and and talk about other things before the show potentially debuts next year. So there's a link in the show notes if you want to check that out and subscribe to it next up uh epics has ordered a second season of pennyworth so they're going to do uh, 10 episodes again that's the same number of episodes in the first season um and it's going to debut in 2020 and the president of uh epics michael wright said it was the highest performing original series ever to premiere on epics more than doubling the viewership of the shows that came before it so that's that's pretty exciting that's pretty pretty cool i don't think epics had a lot of other shows to compete with not to like take anything away from it um but it is pretty exciting that a dc show a, a character well a, a show featuring a dc character um <laughs> is their their highest performing ever so that's pretty cool yeah uh absolutely i i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i know a ton of epics shows that have debuted over the years but more than doubling the viewership that's really impressive i've only seen the first episode of pennyworth still uh, which i enjoyed 
but it seems like it's doing really, really well. And it's cool to see that um, it's getting good critical and fan reactions from what I've seen. So cool to see a second season and potentially many more if it, if it keeps performing so strongly. Yeah. And hopefully just like at the end of the day, this, this uh, is a good signal to DC that they can let their characters be used in some small and uh, maybe unthought of ways. And uh, with other companies, that's a, it's a good way to, to share the, to share their library of characters with uh, other cr- people creating stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And not just do superhero shows where they can right. do that. Now you can explore, you can do this kind of spy show, or you can do all kinds of different things using DC characters in somewhat different situations than you would expect. Another couple of TV things, the CW has officially ordered a full season of Batwoman now. So that will make it a total of 22 episodes for the season, putting it in line with, with most of the other DC shows there, except for Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow usually do shorter seasons. And Netflix is going to split the fifth and final season of Lucifer into two parts. So it will be 16 episodes still, but eight at a time. There will be eight episodes, then a break, then eight more. I don't know what the difference is between two half seasons and yeah. or, or or one one season split in two halves or two separate seasons. I don't know, like contractually or, or legally or, or what considers a season eight episodes or whatever. But so I don't, I don't really have much to say on that, but I think it's cool to do eight and then split it up and you get eight more. Yeah, and hopefully that gives them some time and, and buffer to, to get the last eight episodes exactly what they want to, to wrap up and tell the story that the, the way they want to. All right, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.